I love your hands. I think that they're beautiful. I, I used to be a hand mother. I can see you doing that. I'm kidding me. Welcome to Second Class Cinema, the show where we watch a B-movie and immediately discuss. I'm Tom. I'm here with Eric, Brittany, and Fallon. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hello, everyone. Hey, welcome back. Uh, figured it would be good to have a professional on <laughs> to help us talk about two really good movies. I do consider myself a professional. <laughs> so do we. Professional, <laughs> professional what? Don't even ask. No, just a, just a pro. All around pro. Um, so we had a double feature today for Horror Movie Month. Double feature. And we took in two scary ladies. <laughs> yep. We yep, watched. We sure did. <laughs> we watched 2002's May, and we watched 2009's The Loved Ones. Um, I had a pretty good time doing it. Female I mean, villains? Were they really scary ladies or just two women who wanted to be loved? <laughs> I have a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had a lot in common. It's that's for sure. sure. Um, so let's go uh, Let's go into why we picked it. This is kind of a group pick. It's a double feature. Wanted to theme it a little bit. Scary ladies. Brittany, I know you're a scary lady. <laughs> I am a scary lady. Possibly the scariest. <laughs> Uh, you picked uh, May, though, right? I did. Yeah, so uh, why, why did we watch May today? Uh, <laughs> I picked it just because I wanted an excuse to watch it. Um, no, I just saw it a long time ago, and it pleasantly surprised me, and it's eked its way into being one of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. I guess it is horror, but it's it not like, I don't feel like it's a harsh horror. No. Thriller? More of a black comedy, I would say. I would agree with that. It's... Uh, unnerving <laughs> it's not like too Brit horrific for the most part yeah Brittany was doing air quotes when she said horror movie <laughs> yeah. which horror yeah this is the, we've we've kept it really secondary for horror movie month that's been like a, such a small touch to the movies we've selected i find that that, that was weird it was a strange the range is so wide though it is they, we're just taking this as an excuse to watch some of our favorite movies true i mean if you go to blockbuster R.I.P. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to a blockbuster, tell blockbuster, us where you are. Congratulations, because you, you went back in one? time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell us where you are. Um, congratulations, Doc Brown. It was successful. <laughs> but you would find May in the horror section, right? Definitely. Yeah. So oh, yeah. let's let's base it on that. And that's where I found it all those years ago, is this, and I've loved it ever since. Is this the same copy I bought you in 2004? It is. Nice. For Christmas or my birthday or something? Nah, I don't know. But I bought it a long time ago, <laughs> over true. 10 years ago. Um, all right, so... What's what's May about? So May is about a woman who has had a very lonely life and has never really had any friends. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it started with her domineering mother, but that's a tale for another time. Uh, she meets a man who she becomes infatuated with. Basically, this movie is just a series of her trying to connect with people and being shut down and just growing increasingly more unstable. As the movie progresses. That sounds about right. I don't think I can get any more specific than that without getting way too specific. That sounds pretty good. All right. I think that was that was a good summation. Uh, we'll save the loved ones for a little bit later in the episode, so we'll continue on with May. Okay, you clowns. Cut the crap. Successes? 
everything about Angela Bettis as May. I mean, she is just a creepy, like a creepy little kitten. I think. <laughs> I think it's uh, the tight-lipped smile and the hunching shoulders and the little head nods. Um, She's like endearingly awkward. She's adorable. <laughs> you know, I was trying to remember. I should have looked this up. She ends up playing Carrie White in the TV version, doesn't she? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So. If, I feel like for those who don't know who Angela Bettis is, that's probably a good f- um, touch point. She was also the anorexic patient in Girl Interrupted. Oh, yeah, she was. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I thought the cast overall was a strength of this movie. I love Jeremy Sisto. Yeah. He's an angel baby. <laughs> and, uh, Anna Faris is fantastic, as always. Yeah, I think Anna Faris is funny. She was a little... She's a little loopy in this movie, I was going to say, but that's also the name of her cat. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, the cast was fantastic. I thought the acting was, was really good um, for the most part. I mean, there's a couple of couple of moments where I was like, oh, but Angela Bettis always on. Yeah. So Do good. you think that those moments were just the writing or like the actors themselves? I don't know. Did you have like a specific moment in mind? I mean, there were some times when, uh, but see, it was it was consistent with um, Polly, which was Anna Faris's character. Uh, yeah. She she was like, there's a couple of things she said that just seemed really unrealistic, like and, staged. I felt like yeah, she was, was kind of. Staged. I felt like her character was kind of phony. Yeah, but th- that with. could be it too. I'd agree with that. I mean, I don't want to jump right into failures, but for, <laughs> for me, and it's funny because I love Anna Faris too. I mean, yeah. from from the Brady Bunch movie, of course, and, and even the first scary movie, really. But it, it almost felt like she's kind of play acting compared in a story where everyone else is doing sort of these bizarre, awkward, muted, naturalistic performances. And she is this over the top vixen. Yeah. yeah. It, something about like something about it for me that was ending and failure it wasn't quite mixing in with everyone else yeah i agree with that it wasn't on par with everyone else's performance yeah it wasn't enough to even veer this movie off the tracks even a little bit but to be noted um anything else well i mean i just wanted to continue on to that point a little bit um we see uh may's character kind of take on that role to some extent near the end of the movie yeah and she does so much better of a job of playing that kind of character than Paris <laughs> does that it really seems extra cartoonish once we get to that point in the movie I that's agree. a good point i yeah. kind of make totally. a, made a note of that as well she uh, like by the end she was kind of like using the people around her to morph her personality into what she thought was normal mm-hmm. according to everyone else so i thought that was interesting um i really love jeremy sisto's character in this movie like i feel so bad for adam and like i don't know i just feel like he does a great job like he seems like a nice guy and i feel bad that he has to make the decisions that he's making because let's be real she's creepy yeah she is creepy like i don't think he did anything wrong no he's like continuously nice to her and like tries to like patch things up but she's just fucking out there yeah she's definitely weird his biggest problem was that I mean, and this was part of what I really liked, too, the whole thing of these characters who are saying, oh, I like weird. I love weird. I like weird. I love weird. And (laughs) him clearly like trying. You can just see that he's constantly weighing the scales in this movie of do I go for it? Yeah, it could be an adventure. I guess. Yeah, you know, might as well try. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, she's weird, but why not? Yeah, I think like his commitment to maybe have a freaky sex story was probably (laughs) his undoing in this movie. Well, I got the feeling that he was like genuinely interested in her just because of how strange she was yes um but yeah i don't know 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she's super quirky. You, you could, I feel like I got everyone's attraction to her because mm-hmm. Polly was attracted to her. Adam was attracted to her. And so I was like, well, I get it. She's totally interesting. You kind of want to break the shell, find out what's there. But actually, you don't. <laughs> you don't, not with her. Because, yeah, I mean, she's strange, but she's not, like, unkind or anything. She's yeah. quirky and kind of childlike. Mm. I don't know. Very childlike. I feel like Angela Bettis does awkward so well. Yeah. Yes. I bought it. Yeah. I mean, I think I liked everyone so much in this movie. I felt bad for, I mean... <laughs> everyone Everyone. Involved. Yeah. Everybody. May like, is a very a sympathetic villain, in my opinion. It was a total tragedy, yeah. Mm. Everything about this. Um, She's a tragic villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the soundtrack of this movie. The mm-hmm. breeders everywhere. It's great. Yeah. Of the hanky pink. I mean, okay, so the highlight of movie for me, or one of them, is probably Adam's... Uh, Short film. Yes. Yes, his yeah. short film. I was going to call it a masterpiece, Tom. I'm sorry. I, 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 I his got short excited. film, if we want to trivialize the art. The art The of awesomeness it. of it. Uh, yeah, no, I um, I definitely liked his, his sh- short movie, and I liked how... Her, I loved her reaction to it. <laughs> she was just like, oh, man. And she just got closer. Every time something weird happened in his movie, she just got a little closer and a little closer. <laughs> And then she like tried to replicate that in the bedroom, and that's when yeah. it totally turned turned weird. And his movie was about people eating each other. You can yeah. kind of see a look on Adam's face, like I'm not sure if I like that she likes this <laughs> as much as she does. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's used to being the the may of that situation. Like, oh, I'm the I'm the one that's too weird for this. Yeah. So yeah, I really like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm a little weird, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was definitely into the fact that she liked it because it like cut to them in the bedroom right yeah. after. Oh, yeah. But I loved how <laughs> it was about people eating each other. And she was like, I don't think she could bite his finger off in one bite, though. I thought that was a little far-fetched. <laughs> I was like, out of everything, that's what you thought was far-fetched. I thought yeah. that was clever. Yeah, he was uh, He was good. Um, anything else? Um, I, I like the way this movie kind of builds tension in a very kind of innocent way. Mm. You have like this good like hour of not really knowing where this movie is going to go but you do know it's going to go wrong <laughs> it's um it, the first thing i wrote down is it feels like a saturday night live sketch gone horribly wrong okay <laughs> like about this character that's kind of like weird and quirky and like you, you don't quite know how things are going to like explode it's going to happen eventually and yeah. then what I found really cemented this is when she runs into like that that weird like Mohawk punk guy yeah. who seems like a regular Saturday Night Live character that doesn't murder people. <laughs> and you kind of see like that contrast. And I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Um, yeah, I think this movie is well written. It somehow manages to combine disturbing and kind of sad things with comedy really well. Yeah, I found myself laughing a lot at may herself just in all of her reactions even things that were like disturbing like when she threw the ashtray and killed the cat yeah <laughs> then she was spraying it with lysol for like an She's hour like, oh loopy <laughs> <laughs> yeah aside from the writing which i also agree with strong i think just the way that um it's directed by uh, lucky mckee of the way so much of the movie is about her falling in love with people's um parts and you know so many perfect pieces not a perfect whole and i think just the way it's directed of like kind of like the fetishizing of like the hands and the neck and just these really kind of slow lingering um shots that not a lot of people would take the time to do they might just show the hands once or twice but like this like the camera like labors over him like taking (laughs) his cigarettes out yeah Yeah. i can appreciate that yeah no i really helped move things along um 
Anything else for successes, guys? Um, well, I guess something that kind of speaks to what you were just saying. I just like how this movie's take on people's expectations and relationships in general. Like people get so hung up on what they think, like they what they want people to be and what they think they are, that when reality settles in, it's like a ghoulish nightmare. <laughs> she was like, "You're perfect." She was like, "Nobody's perfect." And I was like, "Yeah, that pretty much summarizes this entire film." <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I thought this movie didn't stretch too far outside of what it knew it was supposed to be because I, I feel like some of these movies may have a tendency to go a little to try things that maybe they know they they might be able to get but they don't get it. This movie kind of kept itself contained enough uh, to make sure that all the the good parts, the successful parts, were what they needed to be. If that makes sense. I didn't think it tried to do things that it didn't that it thought it couldn't do with this character. No, like, I agree. Everything was contained, I guess is the best word to say. It. I mean, the end is a little over the top, but everything else is pretty well contained, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i talking as far as, um, I don't know, like what they could accomplish with the movie they were making as opposed to just the characters. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant like believable character actions. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I was like, that takes a little swan dive at the end, but yeah, for the most part. No, like they built towards this big moment and there really wasn't a lot going on. They were, they were really teasing you a lot throughout the whole movie and then let the, the big moment happen right at the very end. Like, But it didn't like drag. You were just curious. A lot of the times when we talk about movies with these long buildups, it's usually because the long buildup is really boring. Yeah. And the buildup <laughs> is actually a lot of fun to be on the ride for. Yeah. I would almost say that that almost hurts the very last part of the movie just because everything with Jeremy's system in the beginning is so strong and yeah. that once he uh, leaves the scene, so to speak, <laughs> things you kind of miss, like the, the buildup is so fun in the beginning that by the end you sort of miss those characters that have helped the movie. It really yeah. is so fun and I found all the parts with them like super endearing and adorable. And I was like, oh, they have an awkward, weird romance. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I kind of didn't even... I mean, the first time I watched this movie a long time ago, I had no idea what it was about. And I was kind of curious. I was like, okay, well, what's what's going to eventually happen here? And then as everything started to unfold at the end, I was like, oh, this is where we're headed. Okay, I like this. This is creepy. She's creepy. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, would you say you like weird? Um, <laughs> I love weird. As much as Jason, or not really? Uh, no, not really. Not as much, not as much chases. I also really like all the awkward moments in this movie. Like, I like the way that they portrayed them. I found them to be realistic, but also kind of charming. Yeah. Um, like when she was like, "You have beautiful hands," and he's like, "I used to be a hand model," and she was like, "I could totally see you doing that." <laughs> he's like, "I'm just kidding." It's <laughs> so like all the little things like that. I thought were just so cute. And she like slaps him, and it's like way too hard. Yeah. He's like, "Okay." She lands him. <laughs> yeah. Just uh, a little stuff like that. I like how this movie, I feel like it kind of makes you focus on the characters and emotions. And there's like little weird things that happen, like horror things that happen throughout it that kind of drive it. But mostly it's about people's relationships, yeah. which I appreciate. And it's a nice change of pace from your typical slasher. Yeah. I mean, I guess in the end, it kind of felt like one. She kind of she kind of did her, her thing. Um, anything she else? slashed. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess if we don't have any successes, we can talk about where the movie fell short. I don't um, really have a whole lot of failures. No? My one unbelievable thing was that I didn't believe that she could overpower Jeremy Sisto. He's like 6'4", she's like 5'0". <laughs> he was all, he was and she weighs like 40 pounds. 
Yeah, that was the one part where the writing started to feel like they just, they're like, oh, quick, make him say something. I'm really drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, his girlfriend oh, did, did just get stabbed in the neck and a fountain of blood sprayed on his face. So, I mean, that could be kind of distracting, but I just found that to be a little unbelievable. Mildly. A little unbelievable. Did it- I'm curious what everyone felt about. So when May finally does make the switch to flat murder, like when she goes after James Duvall, aka arm guy. Yeah. And then like, did Anna fair, you know, as I, of course I wanted it to go there because it's the movie and it's what the movie needed. Like the movie needed to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I suppose all of this did come right after um, her brain breaking when she sees her doll get uh, broken by the blind kids. But there is like (laughs) towards the end, that little bit of unraveling where you're kind of like, has she been staying consistent all the way through? Like, did we really earn getting here? And yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. I I think uh, um, I like the build to her, her turn. I think I think I bought it. I think when she, so, I mean, this is also a really weird part. I mean, I guess since we're on failures, I like, so her volunteering for the blind kids school, like that came, that came out of nowhere. That was only in there to service her official breakdown and turn. Yeah. Um, But I don't know what her motivation for joining it really was. I don't, I don't get that. I think she was just lonely and she wanted something to pass the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the impression that I got. That's, That's not enough. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's strange because you know at first the thing the I was going to answer you say oh well she wanted to be around people who couldn't see or judge her but then at the very end we know all she really wanted Most, was to be seen yeah so yeah and, and that's strange <laughs> and that calls back I mean because even when she was first trying to get Adam's attention Jeremy Sisto's attention she was just doing that she's trying to be seen she's just trying to get noticed she was walking by and she's bumping into him she was trying to sit in his eye line you know just like trying to be noticed and then all of a sudden she wants to hang out with these blind kids i think that's what made me feel so bad for her when she finally has her break and murders james duvall in her kitchen (laughs) (laughs) i really really felt bad for her i feel like you don't get sympathetic villains very often and i feel like she was made a villain she wasn't like born a villain yeah that makes sense i feel like people just rejected her her entire life and she just couldn't take it anymore and it makes me really sad for her yeah (laughs) all because of her lazy eye and her overbearing mother i know right what kind of little kid doesn't want to be friends with a pirate they're the idiots if you ask she's just like a shy (laughs) awkward little adorable girl unlike the villain in our second movie (laughs) i'm pretty sure it was just born insane that makes yeah. a lot of sense. <laughs> Should be some interesting compare and contrast there. <laughs> yeah. The movie. yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple questions for that later. Um, yeah, no real failures, except for that one unbelievable part. There, yeah, there was just a couple of moments where there was, you know, full service to get us to where we had to be, mm-hmm. which yeah. I can forgive. I think ultimately. you articulated it well of what exactly the kind of sticking point is was for me, because it's, it's really not the murder. It was just... Yeah, I think you honed in on it with the blind kids. (laughs) (laughs) But I love this movie, so anything that I'm calling a failure is kind of like searching for something. It's a nitpick. Yeah, once again, this is our job, right? We get paid to do this. (laughs) Professional. How many envelopes have we gotten? We've gotten hundreds of envelopes (laughs) filled with $10 bills. (laughs) Um, But yeah, all right. So I I guess if there's really not much to talk about as far as failures go, we can highlight some favorite parts. Um, would we like to call any specific moments out that we all really enjoyed? 
Uh, pretty much any moment where uh, May was stalking Adam was hysterical. <laughs> the timing was brilliant. I think there was one scene where she like hides behind a telephone pole like Daffy Duck. <laughs> when she did that, I was like, that illustrates how tiny she is because she actually walked behind a telephone pole and actually vanished. She just disappeared. From <laughs> I love uh, on one of their early... Uh, We'll call it a date on one of mm. her and Jeremy Sisto's early dates when they're awkwardly eating their sandwich and she decides to try to endear herself to him by telling him a disgusting story <laughs> about uh, a dog um, sutures ripping and bleeding out all over all over the place in his heart by owner finding him. It's a perfect love story. It really set the tone. She's so like adorable for it. She thought it was so funny in a way yeah i, I know liked, i liked her she was reaction. just amazed by the story but yeah. i was a little like really when she was saying that people think it's creepy that she works at an animal hospital i was like that's like the least creepy thing you could ever do yeah like nobody that's thinks true. veterinarians are creepy. Well, it's, it's very possible that she has just walked around telling people that story and that's why they think that <laughs> that's highly likely i did not think of that um i love when she first gets her contacts and she like she's trying them on in her room and she puts her hair over her face and goes over her to her doll to like surprise her and show her her new contacts i mm -hmm. feel like that little part embodies like the entirety of what may is like yeah. her childlike excitement yeah to have one person to show things to even yeah. though it's a fucking doll and it's not a real human yeah i, I like that. that was funny yeah, there was there was some small, um, I guess, I mean, I guess it's more like favorite parts, but there were small little quirks that Angela Bettis did that were just so good. Like when um, when they were, I think the first time she smoked a cigarette with him, he, she had never done this before. <laughs> um, or or seen someone smoke a cigarette or, before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she like, or the, or the second time, because the first time she was awful, the second time she did it, she like lit it and then she almost grabbed it with like the wrong fingers and then had to like change. I was like, man, that was so good. Hmm. Like such a small little thing to do that totally sold. Oh, her she, exact mentality. She's so bizarre with her hands, especially when mm. she's around Jeremy's Sisto. I think probably <laughs> like when they're in the bedroom and she's just fluttering her hands all around. Um, I know they're like making out. She like doesn't know where to put them. Yeah, <laughs> just like in the air. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, oh yeah, but the veterinarian part that you were talking about with the dog bleeding out—I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Jeremy's Sisto was like, "Disgust me, please." <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then like, he really is. He's like, I like gross. <laughs> Disgust me. Uh, anything else? What else do we have? Um, I thought all of her custom wardrobe was fucking cool. Yeah. I wanted everything that she made. <laughs> yeah, she was really good. I mean, that, that was what she did. She stitched things together, right? She was a seamstress. Yeah. And an, uh, Vet. A stitcher of anything. She was a master yes. sewer. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Master sewer, yes. <laughs> We could say that, yeah. A master salesman. <laughs> uh, I, I think one of my favorite parts would be um, just kind of that end montage of her piecing everything together. Like uh, washing the body parts. And yeah, I guess just getting like her, her whole journey through collecting them and then, you know, bringing them upstairs, putting them all together, and then her looking at her finished product. I kind of I liked that whole, that whole piece. That was, was very good. Yeah, his little montage. Yeah. There's like fabric flying through the air, like doll parts and it's like all that. Bisexual Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I really liked that Frankenstein nod in this movie. It was like, oh, she's the monster, but really it's society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
society um, who looks down on pirates. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, what little kid would be like, you're a pirate? No? Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> that was the question. And she said no, and then every kid was just like, oh, well, I guess we can't talk to you now. If you're a pirate, it'd be different. <laughs> I also really liked the part where Adam opened his door to leave for work. <laughs> she was just standing there. And he's like, how long have you been out here? And she's like, two hours. He's like, you really haven't been out here since 2 a.m., have you? And she's like, what do you think? <laughs> I was like, you're so insane. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, I mean, I guess we can, if we don't have anything else to touch on, we can go to, we can go to ratings, right? Yes, Rap? we rated is, it at is the it, end. Is, that's what happens? Yeah. I almost said favorite parts again. So we have to talk about them all over. Gosh. I want to watch the special features on this movie because I feel like I know very little about the making of it and the background and all that. I read that it was based on Amanda Plummer's character in The Fisher King, which I haven't seen since I was really young. Rob Williams. Yeah, no, I know. It's a Terry um, Gilliam movie, right? Yeah. But I was like, hmm, that's interesting. I couldn't really find anything about this movie, like any background or trivia. Nothing. Mm, that's strange. The budget was 500000 Wow, really? Which was fucking tiny. Well, I mean, yeah, that that is much smaller than I thought, um, considering the talent they had in it. But I mean, I know it was just like 2002. But I mean, yeah. Jeremy Sisto was pretty much what he is at Breaking that point. Breaking hearts since 93. <laughs> <laughs> You know, not to go down a sister wormhole. <laughs> oh, take but, me. I'm yours. Oh, we're in. Did you know that Sisto is going to be in a new ABC drama starting next week called Wicked City? No. Where he plays a detective in 1981 or 1982 oh. uh, Los Angeles Sunset Strip where Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl is a serial killer working the Sunset Strip. I'm so on board. He yeah, meets another amazing. sociopath who he I, might start killing together with or at least enters a relationship with and Sisto is like tracking these two uh, sociopaths oh in 1982 God. Los Angeles and I, I cannot wait. Sisto. That's awesome. What I did not called? even know it existed. Wicked City. Oh yeah you said that. I'm dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll have to look. I liked it better the second time. You put a little, <laughs> a little snap to it. <laughs> um, yeah. Jeremy Sisto is awesome. Yeah. So we'll have to check that out. Yeah. No I'm in. Um, Alright let's rate it. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Yeah, fuck I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah! All right, let's rate May 2002. Uh, Fallon, are you familiar with the rating system? You've done this once before, <laughs> but do you remember how it goes? I believe I remember. Okay, so we won't we won't bore anyone with an explanation that is really explicit. Just follow our lead. <laughs> um, who wants to start? Who wants to rate May? I'm going to give it a fuck yeah, obviously. Yeah. I've loved this movie since I saw it. It's quirky and charming and sad and disturbing and the performances are great and the writing is good and the story is engaging and I love it. Yeah. Wow. All right. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you, you should watch it. Pretty sure you've given most things this month a fuck yeah. Yeah. That's, pretty sure. That was the whole reason for this month, right? <laughs> to watch stuff that's awesome. We should just call it fuck yeah month then. <laughs> Um, nope, because I have some picks coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're already locked in. Um, all right, who, who else? Eric, would you like to? I can rate it. Uh, rate it. Yeah, I'm going to go with Fuck Yeah as well. Okay. Um, yeah, like Brittany said, this is an extraordinarily charming movie. Um, if you took out like the last 20 minutes, you could make it into a romantic comedy, which I would like to see a cut of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a very strange romantic comedy. I, <laughs> I, I, I like the framing of the villain as also being the protagonist. Um, it makes her extremely sympathetic 
uh, and I think that's very unique for this kind of genre. Um, after hearing the budget, I find the production value to be very impressive. Um, yeah, it's a good-looking movie. Definitely. It's very well shot, very well written, very well acted. Um, there's not just there's much, not much negative I can say about it, really. Yeah, I can agree with that. Though I do have one criticism. How come she was obsessed with Adam's hands and not his hair? <laughs> I know when her hands were fluttering, I was like, girl, you know where to put those. Right in the flow. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Right in the flow. He's got pretty gray hair in this. <laughs> yes. Pretty nice looking. He's a babe. We can just all admit. Yeah. Fallon, what do you want to give this movie? Give it a fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, man. One of my favorites. Uh, I tend to like horror in quotes more than horror out of quotes. And... For me, this is when I find a movie like this. I get really excited. It feels really special. It's kind of in the same vein of like the way that like a movie like Ginger Snaps is really close to Love my heart. Ginger Snaps. Oh yeah. This is right in that same wheelhouse and is the sort of movie that I don't find too often, but really speaks to me the most. <laughs> Agreed. Because you have like the last half hour, which is the real horror. Yeah. And I feel like without the rest of the movie, it would be blah. It would just be unremarkable. Yeah, it's because this movie takes so much time with the human element and like the awkward human element. It's uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, on on all those points, I will also give it a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Completing the fucking sweep for May. Right. Uh, yeah. Sweep. It's great. It's a great <laughs> flick. And if you, I mean, this is I it's feel like third sweep this month. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't see anyone not enjoying this movie who would watch who would go out of their way to watch this movie agreed yeah it's one of those you, you i could probably show it to most of my friends and most of them would say oh that was pretty good it's it's it should yeah, be it's universal. special yeah, yeah it There's is something special about it yeah <laughs> it i can't really adorable. say i've seen this movie before yeah i just could never say that about this movie which is something <laughs> you can say about most movies it's very yeah. true i just don't understand what anyone could not like about it yeah i mean i get i would see how someone would kind of maybe check out if they were like, you got to watch this horror movie where this where this girl stitches all these body parts together, and then an hour in, they're like, Jesus Christ, where <laughs> is this happening? Like, as long as you don't pitch it as like this what something it's not, then I think expectations are in line, and, and the movie's good. Agreed. Uh, any final thoughts on May before we move on to the loved ones? That'll be all. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's start going down the path for the loved ones. Um, <sighs> Slightly more horrific path. I'm going to your house now. I'm going to stab your mummy in the neck, just like you did to my daddy. And then I'm going to stab Holly in the heart, just like you did to me. This was technically the group pick. Who wants to explain what The Loved Ones is about? Who wants to try? Well, it's, I mean, it's not hard. It's, it's simple in nature. It's Australian prom night in Australia. <laughs> and okay. there is a young man whose name I can't remember. Uh, Brent. Brent. Oh, Brent. Brent. Okay. I got it wrong. I thought it was Brent, and then I looked it up, and I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, those Australians, they love their fiber. <laughs> they name the kids after it. Brent. Uh, Brent is a uh, young, troubled metalhead uh, who <laughs> accidentally kills his father in a car crash. Um, and now it is six months later after the car crash and his prom night. Um, he is going to the prom with his girlfriend. Um, 
a girl named Lola asks him to go to the prom and he says he is already spoken for. And then he is kidnapped by uh, Lola's father and they have their own little horrifying prom in the kitchen where he's basically tortured for about an hour. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Pretty much a good fountain. Anything to add to that? I think that we're going to get into what I want to add pretty soon, (laughs) which is um, the depths of... Lola's father's love for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this it's, kidnapping uh, was an act of love. Real deep. Yes. <laughs> I uh, just wrote incest in huge letters. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, see. I don't think that we ever got there. I don't think that ever actually happened. Um, may have been in some people's <laughs> minds, but uh, let's let's uh, let's go into successes then. Actually, <laughs> do we have a why we picked it? Do we go into why? Um, Thematic reasons. Yes. Oh, because oh, you wanted to pick May, and then we wanted to make a, an actual relevant double feature. Yeah. So it's like, well, let's do scary ladies. Do some mm. villain, some villainesses. Uh, all I, right. I actually think there's going to be some interesting compare and, uh, compare and contrast here, because mm. whereas May is shown from the perspective of the villain, uh, this is kind of shown more from the perspective of the victim. Yeah. Whereas the villain is really more of a stock villain, but they're kind <laughs> of this, like Lola and May are kind of... They're very similar characters. They're very similar. They're both mentally unhinged. Lola is Filled much with less, sim- <laughs> less yes. sympathetic. Yeah. Well, I think I think the loved ones actually. Uh, so I mean, May. It was all about May and her mm-hmm. actions. This was about all of Brent. But I, this movie definitely flipped at times to give you Lola's perspective. Yeah. It made you feel what she was feeling very effectively uh, at times. You know, like her fear and and her. Uh, odd happiness in these moments those came across so good it gave you a good idea of how long her depravity has existed (laughs) yeah i mean it's there's a there's a process there pretty much since birth i'm gonna wager unless this is like almost as if they had made a movie just about the last like half hour of may like maybe lola (laughs) used to be you know more of the level Maybe. I, I know but no we know from the photo album yeah. she, and by the photo album I'm the oldest photo to, uh, in that photo album the yeah. kid was like 10 yeah we like, kind Yeesh. of get a sense that her father has been kidnapping um potential suitors for lola for years yeah years now this is a chicken egg problem who did he start kidnapping for her or did she <laughs> ask him to start kidnapping for her i honestly don't know that's a good question like who was cra- yeah. like did, was she born crazy turning him crazy because he loves his daughter or was he insane and she was raised in an insane household and became nuts it's a good question and it kind of raises the question as to who is really truly more sympathetic is it may or is it lola oh definitely may (laughs) of course of course but we're just positing okay is is any of that really lola's fault if it's because her, her father was a crazy person my gut instinct my guts have been real loud today. <laughs> it's all that Chinese. Uh, it, it is that it was uh, Lola that was the crazy one. She mm. grew up insane and turned her dad crazy. Like her, his love for her made him nuts, just like she was. I was wondering. I have a question to uh, kind of go along with that. Was Bright Eyes her mom? Yes. Yes. Because when she suffocated her, she said, good night, mommy. I just didn't know if she was being crazy. I didn't know that either. Like, if this was maybe, like, her fifth mom. Like, have there, yeah, been, exactly. many, have there been many mommies? And that's what makes me think, was maybe the dad insane and doing this to women, but he was obviously in love with his daughter. So he was like, hey, we can do this for, like, your boyfriends, too. Yeah. Well, that's a good point, too. I assumed that... 
Uh, so the story that I created in my head for this was that that was her actual mother and that she used to not get along with her mom. Yeah, and like made the dad do that And her? made the dad do it. Like then they start, they did it to her first and they're like, oh, we like this. That's, pro- that's probably what it was. That's that's, that. yeah. that's beyond creepy. That's, yeah, which yeah, because like the look, <laughs> bright the, eyes, the look in his eyes, dude. Sometimes he is so good. This actor. I just wrote that he looks like Iggy Pop. Because <laughs> <laughs> he. Does. I, I guess we should probably specify what the this is, and the this is like doing this to the mom means. <laughs> that's a good point. We've yeah, been really inconsiderate. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say, should we just take it from the top? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you yeah. can explain what they, it is. Um, what the the this that they like to do um, to new members of the family is uh, <laughs> drill into their head just past the skull yep. not yeah. too deep um, and pour boiling water into their skull to boil their brains you know like the Jeffrey Dahmer treatment yeah that's a total zombify technique yeah. trying to destroy that frontal lobe it's gross you know what that brings me to my first success perfect um, maybe a favorite part but uh, I'll qualify as a success because I'm lazy um, <laughs> I, I like that this movie began by hinting that there's zombies and we get a reasonable explanation as for why there was like a zombie like dude kind of walking around and it wasn't a zombie oh yeah i like that twist yeah i thought that was very clever you kind of catch a glimpse of a bloody dude in the road right before the car crash yeah Yeah. and then you're like hey did i really see that or we're watching a zombie movie i'm gonna see zombies (laughs) and then an hour in i was like wasn't there a zombie in this movie (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was um an excellent this was such an open shut movie like it showed you it told you and it was over and i really appreciate it for that i really like the way this movie builds tension in an entirely different way than may does i felt like this movie built tension with lola's insanity Mm. like they would start off with something um like her trying to feed brent the chicken yeah and she's like is it finger looking good say it's finger looking good and he just keeps refusing to do things and she gets more and more insane insane mm. and then you're like fuck what is she gonna do like it just builds up kind of comedic moments like that but then it gets to a boiling point and you're like oh shit she's gonna snap and do something terrible yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of just waiting to see what she's going to do um but i really appreciated that i thought it was effective yeah i mean they were the, that whole eating scene was so gross for a lot of different reasons it was gross like, the fact that she had a milk mustache through that whole scene dude. Oh, yeah i don't want to see anyone me. chug milk on screen <laughs> dude, no all, way. all that dairy phlegm in her teeth oh it was ah, gross ah. like i don't know like that made me actually that that's like a real scary thing to do um because that just shows you how little they fucking care like they have chicken grease like and how milk all over their mouth <laughs> yeah. and they're like looking at you like oh we can't hear you and i'm like oh my god this is so terrifying they don't they don't care they have no cares at all she's like telling him that her dad is gonna nail his dick to his chair and she has like a milk mustache and i was like <laughs> why is this extra scary it's, it's, dude, it's, it's their lack of care man it's 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 real yeah i loved the tension in that part too and yeah. like another success Peeing. for me like for him like in particular for brent as um as the victim that this is all happening to I just really liked that this was like an imperfect person who was who had been snatched because I feel like a lot of the time in these movies are uh, you see like the the killer if you will focus on like someone who oh they're a normal everyday person this could be me and that's kind of how they try to make it scary but in this this <laughs> Mary was, next door yeah Mary next door of course she's like the target of desire but in this like. <laughs> 
it's like she focuses on like an imperfect person and the fact that she thinks that imperfect person is perfect kind of shows even more how she's just like a totally dehumanizing monster like she doesn't even see that this is like uh, a poor misguided metalhead who just killed his dad <laughs> yeah. and oh, yeah. like, like a depressed <laughs> self-harming kid who's dealing with guilt from his dad's death yeah she's just like you're cool you have emo hair <laughs> yeah that's all she sees and for me like that was a, a big success for that was just his backstory and how that worked into how you want him to survive or, and just the like savage way he reacts later and how he can kind of deal with the pain perhaps more than others could. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really liked the, um, the scene in which they, he had escaped once they, they captured him back and they were hammering knives into his feet Ugh. and the, and she, you know, she was yelling at him to cry and he was like, one, this another thing he was refusing to do. And it just showed his, you know, his threshold for the, the accepting all this pain. Because uh, he'd already dealt with so much shit that he was almost just like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I think that's an interesting parallel to how May just assumed everyone, like people were perfect mm-hmm. based on her own shortcomings and disappointment in life. But Lola was just too wrapped up in her own insanity to realize that someone was not perfect, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I like that. I loved the acting in this movie. Mm. Like everyone nailed it. Oh yeah. I, I bought it hook line and sinker <laughs> it was very intense at times and everyone delivered mm. everyone brought it and I, I liked all the all the characters were perfectly fit i think mm. did a good job at first i didn't really get the his friend and the sister of one of the zombie kids like their whole prom night date yeah and i didn't really get the point of that but then i guess i thought it was a pretty cool contrast to his prom night day <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're seeing like this totally this is like the best do- night of this kid's life he's like getting high and drinking with this like smoking hot chick who he's really into and <laughs> this other kid's like getting tortured mercilessly <laughs> yeah going back and forth between the prom it was also i think it was just like a visual break for us to like take a second take a breather from all this intensity that's going on yeah um and then tying it into like the, the fact- vague link of the brother yeah the link of the brother and then that that it, it made the end of the movie that much more significant and i didn't think it was so much of a problem going back and forth i think i like that yeah yeah i think this movie would have been very different if they had tried to maintain the pace of having the whole thing set in the house with lola the father and brent and i think by cutting back and forth to the prom um i liked those cuts i didn't like the mom cuts so much we can talk about that Mm. but but because they had like the prom cuts it this is also kind of another way where it sort of feels like may where there's just enough like humor in it to keep this watchable instead of just being a straight torture porn like nails on the floor. I don't know how I was even laughing at some of the shit that was happening but it was really comical. (laughs) Stay with me for a second because this is going to sound strange. Okay, Okay. we're in. Alright, I got one second for it. Would you agree there is something funny about how pathetic Brent looks as he's being like, yes, kind I, of. I know that sounds heartless. <laughs> but that was when, bad. But, dude. <laughs> okay, isn't there something funny about how pathetic Brent no. looks when he's nailed to the chair with the like kazoo coming out of his? <laughs> no, face? it's oh, hilarious. Okay, that's, that shot specifically, isn't yeah, because he's specifically. so pale and pained looking, and like his lips are dry and he's like bloody. Yet he's wearing a tissue paper crown and, and he's he covered in glitter and he's blowing on like a party <laughs> blower. Um, it was Barely unravels. So Doesn't make a noise. Okay. Such a contrast, <laughs> I but feel like kind less of, of a monster now. So thank you for agreeing <laughs> that there was something funny about him trying to blow the party horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. Um, I thought the 
I mean, the, the cinematography in this movie was spot on. Like, it was so good. I really liked... I love the way the inside, like the kitchen, the, mm. what they would say the whole time. I love the I love the touch of the disco ball, the lighting and the colors. The it was which so I know vibrant. Is something you're always a fan of. In <laughs> it was it was beautifully vibrant. I loved the disco ball, how it was on the whole time. It just kept this mo like it just kept this really this motion going on the whole time. Like everything was constantly moving, and and you, nothing was ever stopping when you were there. And I feel like that helped with the intensity. Um, and I just loved all the power shots. Like all those, like the low angle shots of like her with the drill, and the the those are just a couple of moments where they really just they put out some hero shots for her. Like in these really <laughs> moments, they made her very intimidating. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, and uh, it was just really good. Like they made that room feel so big at times and yes. so small in others. Mm. Like oh, it was it was fantastically shot. Very effective. Yeah, I, I was very impressed. Um, when he escapes the first time and she's like throwing rocks at him. I don't know. I just don't think that was such a testament to her insanity. Her animalistic desire. Yeah, to... she's like hucking these huge rocks at him and laughing like yeah, she's maniacally. Yeah, to be throwing these rocks. <laughs> so yeah. scary. It was, it was like, oh, this is the first time this has happened, and she tried it. She's like, oh, I like this. <laughs> I kind of like when they almost get away because I get to get throw stuff at them. <laughs> like, oh, she was so titillated. Yeah. It's like you know, if Brent didn't survive this one, then the next kidnap. Victim would have had rocks thrown at them. Yeah, they, they would have been thrown up in a tree. Well, they would have been like, I, I feel like what would have happened the next time would be like he comes to and all of a sudden he can just run away and then they're just like waiting, you know, they're just going to get bolder and bolder if they keep going down this road. And right after they capture him and bring him back into the home, I, I believe this is when it happens chronologically, is probably one of my favorite scenes. Um, when her and her father have that quivering dance together. Oh. <laughs> After he uh, crowns them prom yeah. king and queen. Yeah, and it's she's so just like, he's totally disappointing. You're my real prince. Yeah. And then they almost they kiss. almost kiss. Oh, God, it's so upsetting. <laughs> and Brent, like, falls in his chair and, like, yeah. ruins the moment. I, well, and then there, there was the moment before when she was changing into her prom dress that her dad got her. And he was, like, feeling guilty about sneaking peeks. But but she was, was like... Was he feeling guilty? I think he was. Yeah, because he was about to leave the room. And she was like, tell me how it looks. And he's like, shit. I have to f fuck. All right. Uh, you know, like I felt this resistance like he was really into it, but he knows he, he knows he shouldn't have been, yeah. which makes actually which makes me f probably made me feel that he wasn't the insane one originally because he's he's the one that kind of wavered a bit. And unless she's it like, came to her. she's leading him on. Yeah. <laughs> she's leading into him it. To her bidding. Uh, barf. Barf, barf, so barf, 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 barf. Yeah. Um, I really loved like all the taunting, too kind of to umbrella under <laughs> her moments of laughable insanity mm -hmm. like when they put the syringe in his neck and yeah. he's trying to yell and she's like we can't hear you oh i love the we can't hear oh, you so oh. creepy and disturbing yeah that's messed up <laughs> uh, they did that a couple times too which well placed they didn't kill it either sorry i just wanted to get that in there it's not a favorite part but it's kind of an umbrella of, of success yeah, yeah success. i like how that contrasts like lola's uh like may's like childlike innocence to lola's like childlike assholishness <laughs> oh she's totally <laughs> a brat cruelty. oh a total brat yeah yes. that's a perfect way to describe yeah, it Yeah, when she's going through the photo album and she's talking about the kid who peed his pants and she was like he wet himself it was so funny and she's like <laughs> laughing as she's saying it and this kid's like mutilated in this picture and the dad's laughing too he's like ha 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 but i feel like he's laughing because he feels like he has to yeah <laughs> she'll kill him if he doesn't um, yeah and then i think she's flipping through the book too and she's like huh, he was boring 
<laughs> Boring. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Just so such insane. like callous insanity. Um, some failures. Really, <laughs> I really like the music in this movie too. Yes. I feel like they both Do you want to sing the song, Brittany? <laughs> you know you want to. Am I not pretty enough? <laughs> Just go look it up. Yeah, no, it's it's great. <laughs> it's too, too, too good. Big big fan of contrasting music, and this just nails it. Yeah, everything from like the metal he was listening to, to just the score, yeah. to the prom scene, like every musical choice I thought was ace. Mm-hmm. Liked it. Definitely. Any failures, guys? Anything that we thought <laughs> we want to talk about where the movie didn't do it right? You know, I I kind of mentioned this before, but I didn't like when they would cut back to the mom's point of view. Them so Brent's mom and then Brent's uh, girlfriend Holly. Like they oh, cut. The moles. Uh, the, I mean, her moles are a failure. <laughs> her moles are a failure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Tap out. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, All right, podcast. Yeah. No, I agree right. with we'll you. See. The mom didn't bring anything to the table. <laughs> no. no, she was the worst. <laughs> she was like, you killed your dad. I mean, in not so many words. <laughs> killed yeah. your dad. I mean, I love you. <laughs> Lots of pained looks for like 20 minutes, you know. She was kind of ghoulish so looking. For yeah. me, that was one. And that was just because it was just... I would, like I said, I was happy to get out of the house a little bit to switch to prom scene. But then when it's just switching to mom, like calling for Brent out in the outback, it's like, okay, this is kind of pointless. <laughs> yeah. And um, then the other thing is just sort of, I think, a, a failure of the genre, not specific to this movie, is when everyone just starts becoming a vigilante at the end and not following <laughs> due process. Like the cop showing up just on his By own. Himself. I was like, what are you doing? Well, oh, it's uh, like rule number one. Well, yeah. call for backup. How many? T- but see, um, I mean, I guess he had a chance to call for backup when he saw the the bloody room. But like, I, mean, I mean, he just got this... a tip from someone who was from Holly, who was just like, "Hey, he said this person's name." The yeah, day it but happened. I mean, you found his dog like bashed to death, and then you found his personal belongings, and then you finally get a tip about who might have done it, and you just go by yourself. Like, come on. Well, he had something to prove, so he was trying to do it, you know. That's and true. he had just seen his daughter come home from prom, the one whose brother went missing, his son, and she was all broken up about it, like, oh, well, why couldn't you find him? And so then he felt he had to compensate for something. He got a tip, and he's like, I'm going to do this. This time it's personal. It's, it's, this is now, <laughs> and I'm going to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, also, I mean, another part that I don't think it's necessarily a failure um, but it's a question if it was absolutely necessary, and that's the basement zombies. Absolutely necessary? I don't know. The I think I I think I like the idea more of her wasting these guys and not saving them. You know, or or maybe maybe they kept trying to do this experiment where they're boiling brains and it wasn't working, and maybe one per like the bright eyes worked, so her mom was there. But like, like they were still trying to figure out how to do it right. I don't know. Yeah, I think ba- basement zombies. My beef with that is just how all these zombies and th- that they're making zombie noises. They are still alive, <laughs> but yet they're doing like the raptor screech. Like it's like their it's vocal cords have totally changed. I don't like well, that. Well, they did do the, the shots in the throat, so it was like oh. was that like a kitchen sink chemical. Yeah, they just like injected yeah. into oh. his throat. So, That's why he was all like, Wah. yeah, they sound like pterodactyls. Because like <laughs> <laughs> well, I know exactly what a pterodactyl sound like. I hear them every day. 
but yeah, no, I, I just didn't think that was totally necessary to make this like it didn't hurt it i guess i'm but trying to think what they could have done instead like she just murders these people but i know that like that was an important step in the process so i felt like maybe they i don't know maybe it just doesn't work all the time and then there's not like a everyone she's killed down there or something you know i don't know i feel like it was just to show how depraved they are and how little yeah. regard they have for mm-hmm. human life i mean that was that it's was just pretty like much a, out there already. It's just like a joke to them. They're like, Haha, now we're going to keep you in a pit and feed you dead roadkill and make you sing for your supper. Yeah. yeah I guess she doesn't want to kill them because she wants to fully possess them. Yeah. yeah. Control Could, their everything. Like they don't want her, but now she can have them forever. Yeah. In some ways, death would be like a release from that. Oh, she's mm. a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about the horrible placement of that goth girl's nose ring? <laughs> I thought Elaborate. it was. I don't remember. Where it was, was it? like right, like here. Like it wasn't even in her nose. It looked like it for was like listener, on her for the cheek. listeners. Uh, Brittany is pointing at her face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go to the nasal fold where your nostril is, and then go up like half an inch. Like that's <laughs> where her nose ring was. No, I thought I it was. Didn't a, even notice. Was uh, it another mole? Are we sure? I thought it was a mole. I was like, what the fuck is that? But I'm pretty sure it glistened. So it was a glitter mole. <laughs> Jury's still out on that one. <laughs> um, any other failures, guys? Anything else we want to discuss? I really didn't have any failures. Yeah, I mean, nothing Nothing brought either of these movies down. But, I mean, I don't know. Th- th- I guess there were a couple things that maybe would have made it better if omitted. I, I think I would have liked more time spent with either Brent or Lola before the actual carnage started in this movie. Okay. I don't, I don't think we spent enough time with Brent to really get a whole lot of sympathy. With really? Really? I don't know. I mean, we got maybe like 15, 20 minutes with him. Um, and I never really felt like we got to know him very well. Oh, I, I, I thought... I don't know. Maybe it's just May. Maybe. It I, could just be because we watched May, which spends a lot of time on the buildup. True. So in contrast. I, so. I felt that way about Lola. Like, I would have liked to see how Lola handled herself at school. Was mm. she... Cons- how did people in the school think of her? That's what... Yeah. yeah like, how is she perceived? Yeah. Because she's so batshit. Like, from everything <laughs> we see, it made me wonder how she, like keeps it together in the day-to-day i feel like she must seem relatively normal because when she approached him he wasn't like put off by it. like she startled him but i think her presence just startled him and he didn't seem like put off by it or like super weirded out by it he was just like oh sorry lola yeah, yeah. i like, mean if anything he even seemed kind of considerate about not revealing that she yeah. asked him out he wasn't a yeah. dickhead about yeah. it That's at true. all <laughs> yeah he didn't even want to tell his girlfriend her name he was just like somebody what a good dude right That's a good guy brent <laughs> it didn't have to be um but i mean i guess this i thought the setup was appropriate i felt connected enough considering that the movie was an hour and 18 minutes that's true the perfect length perfect oh perfect. man 78 minutes i uh, this is the best 78 minute movie i've ever seen <laughs> 78 minute and 20 second movie i've ever seen <laughs> and that's exactly how long it is you can look it up um i guess we can go into favorite parts if we have no failures to to hit on anymore i uh, have a whole bunch of favorite, favorite? parts all right well let her rip um when brent says that he has to go to the bathroom and she's trying to make him pee in the glass <laughs> and she gives him 10 seconds or her dad's gonna hammer his dick to the chair yeah that was pretty terrifying but more than that after he started peeing she was like eye level with his penis and was like it's crying yeah and then she was like yes. i'm gonna kiss it better 
with her fucking creepy milk mustache while her dad is watching. I was like, oh, this is so unsettling. <laughs> and the dad was getting so jealous every time something happened like that. Like she mounted him uh, and was screaming at him and he was like getting jealous as he, you know, like and he was using that jealousy to fuel his his pain towards him even more him being brent so creepy i was surprised the dad let it go that far that he didn't right? react more physically when she's like it's crying <laughs> i don't get the impression that she gets told no a whole lot so it <laughs> doesn't really surprise me <laughs> yeah definitely not um obviously when brent fights back that was great yeah so his ultimate escape yeah he yeah, has like so a little razor blade that he wears on a necklace and he was using it to cut loose and he finally cuts loose and then slashes the dad's face open from like neck to nose <laughs> yeah. gushing blood <laughs> and then he throws a drill gun at his face <laughs> that was awesome that was and then stabs him in the neck like a hundred times that which was, was ultimately satisfying it was, it was so nightmarish because so he was moving all weird because they cracked his lobe so he was all like, I mean, obviously he's had, you know, Very knives. Stiff. Yeah. And he's just, it was hard for him to move. Um, and he, he was able to just muster up enough energy to get this done. And it felt like that's what it feels like in a nightmare when you're really struggling to do something. Hmm. And it's kind of really hard to do, but sometimes you can pull it off. Sometimes you can't. And he pulled it off. Yeah. That was scary. <laughs> yeah. That was really good. Uh, after Lola gets hit by the car and continues <laughs> to chase. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, yeah. So Brent um, manages to accidentally hit Lola with a car at, uh, during, like, his final escape. And she continues to, like, pursue him with a knife in hand and her other wrist just completely, like, broken in half. Yeah. She's, like, crawling. <laughs> yeah, army crawling On all across the room. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, was that really looks good. great. Yeah, the end, the comedic timing great. on that. It was a wide shot, so like you see the car on the far left of the the screen, and then you just see her like slowly knifing her way across the road. Yeah, <laughs> into frame, like <laughs> yeah, from the side, her like bright pink obnoxious dress. Yeah, very, very comedic. <laughs> I really loved um, when he's backing the car into her, and how long it takes for the car to hit her. It's just like a slow like zoom in on her eyes. Yeah. She's like all crazy Slow looking. push. Yeah, that, that goes with the cinematography too. You know, mm -hmm. kinda, you know how hard a shot like that is? That was great. Um, the photo album part I thought was creepy. We talked a little bit about that. How she was just mocking everyone. Like, boring. Mm -hmm. He wet himself. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> when she leans over the pit and she picks up his necklace and then she's like i'm going to your house to stab your mummy in the neck like you did to my daddy i was like that is so scary because yeah. her <laughs> eyes were just like blank like devoid of life she looked so psychotic mm -hmm. i thought and he that could, was great and he had nothing to do he could do nothing about it yeah yeah he's just stuck in this hole um what about you eric I thought, I thought i already said something tom no I, it's okay i was saying that this movie isn't necessarily up your street right you don't necessarily you can't this the torture thing the torture yeah, it's not, not usually not. my favorite thing mm -hmm. um so i don't really have a whole lot listed in terms of favorite stuff uh i did like every scene with the uh the best friend <laughs> oh yeah uh, i wasn't crazy about it at first when i began to see that it maybe wasn't going to tie into the main plot once they actually made things tie together near the end i was like okay there was a payoff there mm. um but I, I just thought those scenes were hilarious <laughs> where like it's he he goes to he goes to prom, but yeah. like nothing actually. Minutes. Yeah, nothing actually happens at the prom. He's just having a rocking good time. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, getting a sweet handy over the pants. HJ. Oh, yeah. oh the handy J. Yeah. OTP HJ. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> found you have anything else uh, favorite parts wise? Uh, favorite parts, just the uh, the tension, everything we're talking about of when he actually does get the drill to the skull. Mm. Because I, at least three of three of us had seen this movie before, and even knowing that that was actually going to happen, I remembered that feeling of the first time I saw this movie, where I was like, "They're not actually going to do it. The drill is going to die." Something like stuff. <laughs> like, nope. Okay, <laughs> they just did that. He just yep. got drilled in the brain yeah, or drilled I, through the skull and. I did like that it took a couple of tries, though, for him to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. They fucked up with the drill once. I like how they built tension like that. It kind of gave him time to, like, plan his escape. There was a lot of uncomfortable... I'll say the word penetration (laughs) in in both of these movies, because the other one, there is... The fake knife. Fake knife. (laughs) Fake knife. The fake knife. Like, the fake knife... um, you know, foreplay. <laughs> and th- then, of course, the scissor in the eye. So th- that, that's actually what I mean. That's actually what I was thinking of when I was like, there is just horrible, like, penetrative moments in this movie of just drills in the brain where, like, you actually saw, like, the smoke coming up. Oh, yeah. Of uh, the, yeah. On the skull there. Yeah. Yes. And the, the noise it made, too, is not. Uh, that probably smells like dental work. Oh, gross. <laughs> smells like a dentist's office. I loved the tension of that, though. It was like, she does it, but she doesn't do it enough. And then she goes to pour the water on, in and, like, spills it on the dead. And then she goes to pour the water in again. Yep. She's like, oh, can you make the hole bigger? Yeah. And, like, that's what gives him his chance to escape. Yeah, they tickled us with hope and then took it away a little bit. Yeah, they were like, all these again. horrible things. Just kidding. He can escape now. Yeah, yeah, no, they did a really good job with that. Yeah, um, in some ways, uh, they played up well with, with the fact that anticipation is usually scarier than the actual event. Yeah. Yes. So that was very well done. I'll give him credit for that, for sure. Absolutely. Um, actually, do we have any questions? I've got a couple of questions that we can compare to the two movies, too. Okay. Sure. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, we kind of touched on it a little bit already, but officially we can talk about it. Who is unhinged more by the end of the movie, Lola or May? Like, who loses it more... Who's crazier? Uh, I think, like think about the ultimate action. I think May. Well, I think Lola is leagues and miles crazier than May is. <laughs> but from how May starts as a person to where she ends up is a greater change. Okay. I don't think Lola changes in craziness that much. I think she's always just batshit. Mm. I okay. agree with yeah. you. I have the same. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she ever really had the opportunity to like chase someone down and go after like all these peripheral characters, mm. which is probably what makes her carnage seem larger overall. I mean, if, if uh, yeah, okay, I, I I can agree that Lola's probably crazy, but I don't want to devalue how crazy May became because she killed a bunch of people, chopped off their body parts, and sold them together to make and, a friend and cut out <laughs> cut out her own eye to stick on this thing. Uh, yeah, you know, the self mutilation brings it to kind of a different level, and then even um, the very last shot of May as as May is dying, I guess we kind of see like May, I guess, fantasizing that the hand of her doll friend is hugging her or like touching like, her, yeah, brushing her cheek. Yeah, I know. I was like, so we're, we're led to believe that she's just lost her mind by the end of this, correct? Well, she's definitely lost her eye. That we know. <laughs> Her shined. <laughs> um, so I just, I mean. No, I, May's more of like a functioning alcoholic. <laughs> <you know? laughs> okay. She's walking the walk every day. 
<laughs> so um, step at a time. Well, well, that's well, that, that's a good point too because if you think about it, more people were off put by May in normal circumstances, whereas Lola was totally skating under the rug oh, and no one had true. any idea. That's because she's true. a true psychopath. I I know. <laughs> it's, um, it seems like a person like that can escape in the halls of a high school too. Mm. Whereas, like a character like May, when she has to interact with real people, it's going to be like, well, "What are you doing? Yeah. What's the matter with you?" <laughs> yeah, good point. I mean, or what, May, I just feel so bad. For how her. old? Know, how yeah. old is May supposed to be? That's roughly? actually, I was wondering about that too. I, I'm, my guess would probably be like early to mid twenties. Yeah, that was my my estimation. I would say mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the, thinking like 25, 26. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the people she interacts with have like that twenty one to twenty five douchebag kind of feel. Yeah. So. Yeah. And Lola was seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, because he was saying he just finished the movie he made when he dropped out of college, right? Yeah, uh, she's a vet tech, and everyone. Yeah, so they're probably so like they're probably twenty five. Yeah, I buy that. All right. Um, the other question I had was, who has the better process, and or which is more effective uh, for our psychopaths? Who has the better process? Hmm. Well, if we're talking about straight efficiency, a scalpel to the neck is very quick. Yes, but ultimately, but but <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but, but they're like, taking into consideration their end goals, like what they want to do. The end goals, I have to say, Lola is probably more effective. She's been doing this, it seems like, for, like, over 10 years. No one is on her radar. Mm. And clearly, like, the House of Cards was about to crumble for May. She's killing in her immediate circle all people she knows. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to come back on her. Yeah, I, I could see that. But would do you, So if we took Lola's dad out of the equation, she couldn't get nearly as much shit done. Like, they are a team Agreed. about it. May... Total, Solo. totally self-sufficient. You know, so very, I feel uh, very type A for that kind of character. Very yeah. strange. Yeah, I mean, she just she just comes up with this and it was like, okay, well, I think I know what I need to do here, and then she just goes out and she just does it, and she's basically got these skills she's collected through her whole life that come into play for her ultimate satisfaction that she didn't even know she was building towards. Yeah, I think hers was kind of a last resort thing. Whereas Lola and like her first picture in her photo album, she's like eight years old. I don't know what kind of motivations an eight year old could possibly have to like kidnap and murder people. Uh, have you met an eight year old before? <laughs> if they had the capacity to do so, they would murder your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like it couldn't be like sexual motivation or I don't know. It just doesn't. No. Yeah, I, I had some questions about like what the true motivation was of Lola. Yeah, was really she sure always just it. a deranged kid, and like that's how it manifested itself. I think so. I'm not sure she was as young as eight either. I mean, this could have been a very pubescent thing, as well. I mean, her getting that when she met feel. her dark passenger. <laughs> yeah. Yes, her dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I don't really have any other questions. I just wanted to to chat a little bit about their process. You know what they do. Now, um, you mentioned uh, Lola's dad, and there's there's clearly like a weird incestuous thing going on there. <laughs> Incest, <laughs> clearly. <Yuck. laughs> now, with with May, um, we don't really get a whole lot of information about her parents aside from the early uh, information we get about her mother is clearly domineering. We only get like one shot of her dad, and he seems to be like this working class kind of guy. Yeah. And I kind of got the same vibe from um, from Adam. Do you think there was like kind of like a weird like electric complex thing kind of going on there too? Oh. No, this is interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, right up your alley. The, the yeah, one, I know. The, the Finally, one... I've been waiting for this conversation <laughs> yeah, to get listen, here. Not everything is transparent as a Godfrey Hill monster movie when it comes to talking about giant dicks. <laughs> so. Giant snake riding. Well, yeah, because her dad seemed to give her mom the eye roll every time she was overbearing mm. and being ridiculous. So 
it would make sense that she was drawn to someone yeah, be looking for a man like that yeah. yeah just an average guy that's true adam was literally a mechanic wasn't he I think he, he was, was yeah. yep can we all just take a moment to mourn the fact that may <laughs> <laughs> dated adam and then died a virgin <laughs> <laughs> well we don't know if she's dead <laughs> true touche but no, I understand. That's and that's truly a shame. We don't know what she did. Real sad life she made. What? Oh, nothing. Oh boy, I can't wait to hear that on the recording because I missed it too. <laughs> like her and Polly might have did it, but I don't know. I feel like it's not the same. Well, I feel like too. Actually, so I'm glad you mentioned that because so May's sexuality kind of omnisexual. Totally. Yeah, because yeah, she wasn't really. She that didn't really drive her. She just wanted affection or attention. Exactly. I felt like yeah. whoever was going to give her yeah. that affection was and, and who she was going to go to. She only admired pieces of people. Like, oh, you've got great hands. I love your neck. Like, so there was this just completely <laughs> nice games. Yeah, it didn't. There was no. Yeah, there's no gender yeah. involved. I know we haven't been talking about it, but I would say that's definitely like a risk for this movie. Like that was just kind of there in the background. It didn't make a big deal of it one way or the other. And it was just like an element to a shade. Yeah. And in May, too, because I noticed like I was like, I kind of like the flip here where the stalker is this girl objectifying this man. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of cool to watch. But then it it's was exciting. Yeah. But I was like, but then she just does it to everybody. You know, I thought that was cool. Mm hmm. You know, it's kind of the true tragedy of May is that if uh, she had run into Jujubee's guy first <laughs> and there wasn't a dead cat in her freezer, this might be a very different story because <laughs> he kind true. of appreciated her just unconditionally. Like, she just wanted her a friend. Her honesty. And... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, that guy was so weird. He just wanted to ice his nipples. That's yeah. all he wanted. <laughs> if the man had controlled himself and didn't want to ice his nips, I he would still be alive. <laughs> I really want to know if that was like a sexual thing or if he was really just weird. He was just equally weird. <laughs> like, yeah, this is I what got he does when no. he goes to all of his buddies' house. Like, hey, man, get the ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I don't think it was summer because Halloween was shortly thereafter. No, I think he was. I think it was a sexual thing. I think he definitely. I mean, like, oh, she invited me back to her apartment. Yeah, I think pop the shirt off. Back, his mesh shirt that was burning him up. You know, I love that. <laughs> his hair was disgusting. It was really gross. It was uh, like he poured Crisco on it. Think of the almost the entire reason for her downfall was because that guy wanted to put cubes on her on his nips. Yeah. <laughs> That's the that was the tipping point. Uh, Cause and effect is an interesting thing. Right? Yeah. If she was a less awkward person, she probably could have made up a lie on the spot. Like, but I work out of an animal thing. And my I, cat died. I have to bring him there like Monday when I go back to work or something. I mean, it's still fucking weird. Yeah. But he's like, no, I don't want to be friends with you. I'm like, God, that was that was mean. I know. He got really mean. And she was just like crying. Like she didn't even snap at first. She was just like (laughs) and then she saw the scissors and was like, Well, might as well kill this guy. (laughs) Only one option left. Can't stand any more rejection. Here we go. All right, so back to the loved ones. Oh yeah, that's talking about. We never rated that, did we? We have to we have to rate it. (laughs) All right, let's rate it. Rat it. So let's rate it then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Yeah, I'm gonna you. have to give it an unfortunate fuck off. Oh my god, my fucking father. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you! All right. <laughs> loved ones. The loved ones. 2009. Um, let's rate it. Let's go reverse order. So I'll start. And I'm gonna give it a fuck yeah. Because this movie is... It's full throttle. Uh, I, I saw this movie. It totally wowed me. I've told everyone that I know to watch it. Just, oh my god. You need to check this movie out. It's, it's really good. It's a good time. 
um, Australian picture, which I'm not sure we see a lot of. I haven't seen a lot of Australian movies, so I don't really know how it fits into the rest of the culture, but I know it totally translated perfectly fine. Um, yeah, just really good, intense movie with some good comedic breaks. Yeah, I feel like if, if this is a movie you go into expecting nothing or don't know what to expect, you'll probably be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. As we were. Definitely. Uh, all right, so reverse order, that means Fallon's next. <laughs> also, fuck yeah, funny, weird, violent. Yeah. Yeah. Incestual undertone. <laughs> so it real, has everything. Yeah, real good, creepy dad-daughter relationship. <laughs> good stuff. What more could you ask for? <laughs> um, Eric, what do you give this? Um, I think when I had left the room from us watching it, I was ready to give this a fuck off, but the discussion of it makes me want to give it a little more credit um you had mentioned you know the, these kind of torture horror movies don't really do much for me it's not yeah. really my genre um but i think I'll, I'll probably bump my rating up to a fuck yes oh because wow. i feel oh. like it's it's a pretty well executed <laughs> version of this concept even if it's not my thing i could say hey you you like saw movies should try this one this is really like this would be really up your alley mm. um and i mean if i had to rate it objectively that's what i would say I was a little worried you would be put off by the torture bits. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought it was, uh, in a weird way, light enough at times. To <laughs> yeah, like it was <laughs> enough of other complexities to like kind of take the focus off of the torture, yeah, even though it's pretty bad. It's it's not 80 minutes of just dense torture scenes, yeah, which would have been a difficult watch. It's not hostile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's not... It's it's certainly I, I could sw- I could take it. It wasn't that bad. Uh, the uh, when I was saying it was uh, oh it's kind of light relatively. The scene that was running through my head was <laughs> when uh, he was just in this chair and they were just throwing glitter on him. <laughs> I was like, well, it's not that bad. Oh, and they were like fake dancing. They were like dancing, yeah. and he's just g- getting showered and, and the glitter. dad's like standing well, on a chair, just, like. And, and you saw like all the glittery <laughs> blood, bloody mess on the ground. Yeah, it's 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 the dark comedic moments like that that made me say okay well this is I, I can i can take this this is this is kind of fun mm. kind of in the same way that like you know this is gonna sound ridiculous i don't like torture horror movies but i love mortal Kombat. <laughs> you know mortal Kombat has course. like a really thick run of like <laughs> you don't dark comedy you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right um all right Brittany, what do you give it i want to give it a fuck yeah for obvious reasons okay done all right finger licking <laughs> good this movie was fucking finger licking good but you want to keep it with fuck yeah but we don't have the sweep this loved ones didn't get the sweep a minus from eric um any final thoughts on the loved ones guys anything you want to squeeze in there oh i read that this was uh the 30th on rotten tomatoes top 100 horror movies wow yeah interesting i know i didn't expect it to be that high i think Hmm. this is the most horror movie we've watched this month probably um, maybe Stitches is like a close second, but that's comedy too. Um, but this one was definitely the most horror. Um, I have a final thought. Uh, that, final that applies to both movies. That uh, If you want to <laughs> see how crazy a girl is, just see how she plays with dolls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they if, both had some weird doll play going g- on. Give a, give a young girl who you're unsure about, give her some dolls and see what she does with them. And then, <laughs> and then it'll be like, okay, no, she's a nutcase. Get her out of here. <laughs> Or no, tell how psychopathic they're just playing house. She's good. Uh, no, oh, as one mounting the other with a missing head. Okay, there's <laughs> yeah. a problem here. I really loved. Sorry to go back to this, but I really loved in May after like her and Adam are over for sure. Mm. She goes back to her apartment <laughs> and she cuts the hands off that guy doll. <laughs> it was like boxing glove hands, the one she was like using to pretend to be Adam earlier. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> was, was, uh, yeah, her her ultimate goal. A little uh, foreshadowing there. Yeah. 
And um, I love how, sorry. No, no. <laughs> how, like, as their relationship devolved, she started just addressing his hands. <laughs> I need yeah. to take them out. See you later, hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Which I felt was so real. Like, I thought that was something that a woman would actually do. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> like, I, I, get it. I totally get it. It was fantastic. Um, any other final thoughts? I can, I can thoughts? appreciate a nice hand. <laughs> <laughs> any, any final thoughts regarding either movie? Um, so The Loved Ones came out in 2009 and May mm. came out in 2002. Yes. Do you think The Loved Ones took any influence from May? Like, do you think the filmmakers might have seen May and said, hey, you know what? We could do like a more straight horror movie with kind of a similar concept. Hmm. Just, beca- just based yeah. on the number of parallels we managed to draw. Like, there's a lot similar between these two movies. I think stylistically, they're similar movies because they've chosen to use a, a woman as a as a villain. Like very like us with that. <laughs> the woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Chose to use a woman. Found what do you think? Yeah, I feel like the way they approach it is so different that I would yeah. say probably not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe this filmmaker watched May and was like, hey, that's a cool idea. But I'm not sure if he pulled directly for it. Yeah, uh, but could just be a, a, like a series of coincidences thematically. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying that sarcastically either. Like, it could just legitimately be like they use, both use dolls. Yeah, plenty of movies have dolls. Well, I was get, like well, Doomhouse. <laughs> oh. Doll man. Well, if you're if you're, ta- <laughs> if you're talking about you know how a young girl grows up to be crazy, a uh, good way to portray that is through dolls. Hmm. I mean, because what else do they have? No, Act it's great. out their Super Nintendo. They're only yeah. friends. <laughs> Oh, did you say that Lucky McKee's other movie was really good, too? Yeah, The Woman. Oh, I have um, to check that out. Another complicated female movie. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Check it out. Um, so if we don't have any final thoughts, we can wrap ourselves up here. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, because everyone's just sighing and looking looking <laughs> into the beyond. Uh, <laughs> we have a Seagal movie to watch. It's true. It's true. We, gotta get <laughs> we did a lot of movie watching today. Yeah, yeah we watched two, two good ones. Two good movies, and thanks, Fallon, for coming on and watching two good movies. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, really appreciate you coming by. Uh, I, I didn't even know that you had seen both of these movies before, so that was very cool. Very happy to watch them again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's right around the same time we should be doing this. Um yeah, these are two we wanted to get in for Halloween anyway. Yeah, so it's a good excuse to get them in. Um, all right, so that's it. If uh, you like more information on Second Class Cinema, come to Facebook, facebook.com slash secondclasscinema. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and secondclasscinema.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Done. <laughs> Trucking along for horror month. Yeah, keeping on, keeping on with horror movie month. Um, we're trying to get as many in as we can. That's it, guys. Say say your D- goodbyes. D- don't worry. I'll be picking a machine Goodbye. gun movie again very soon. You're picking a what? I'll pick a machine gun movie very soon. Don't Mach- worry about it, you Machine guys. gun movie? Yeah. All movies I pick are machine gun movies. What does that mean? They have machine guns in them. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They Duh. Do. Oh, my bad. Okay. It's exactly what you meant it to be. Yeah. <laughs> Literal. I get you. This is the song we're gonna dance to at my wedding.